Well, it's been a while, but we have returned to the Coach Bill Tierney show from our Front Range Toyota Store Studios, presented by Johnson Financial Group here on 104.3 The Fan HD3. It is nearly the month of April, and after a few-week layoff from the Coach Bill Tierney show, we're back. My name is Tyler Mon, joined by the head coach of Denver Pioneers men's lacrosse, Bill Tierney. Uh, Coach, it feels like it's been like a decade since we talked, but uh, fun game last time out, fun game a few weeks ago against North Carolina. How you been? I, I feel like we're catching up. Like, this is a reunion show <laughs> our reunion. well we are and uh we've been on our uh, spring break last week so we didn't we had a bye week which is really rare in in our sport but uh there's 75 teams in division one lacrosse and only 74 can play and so we just weren't able to get a game and so uh feel like we made the best use of a week off we did a lot of some really good tough practices but uh intermingled with a lot of really good team building stuff played golf one day we uh read to uh you know the 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 new lacrosse book that that's done by rod allison of city denver city lax read that to the first through fifth graders in the ascension school in in denver and uh um you know just did a lot of things that i think really helped bring our guys back together it, it gets tough this time of the year where you have your Guys who play, guys who don't play much, you know, you got uh, the flu, you got final exams. So all that stuff that came together, interestingly enough, with maybe our best played game, you know, of the year so far against Ohio State. So um, it's been good, but we needed a, we needed this week and now we get ready for Georgetown. Yeah, you dive right into conference play, and obviously we're going to talk a lot about that um, as we get into this week's episode of the show. Uh, it is weird looking at the the schedule and seeing only three games listed in March, uh, but you come away from the month of March with two wins. Your only loss is at a top 10 team in Yale. You lost that one by just a, a two-goal margin, which gives you a total margin now uh, and three losses this season of five goals. Um, and as you head into conference play, you're coming off of a really good one against Ohio State, and that's where we're going to start uh, this week's episode. You get a 17-12 win uh, against an Ohio State team that was a top 15 ranked squad going in, and um, you guys are at a spot now where you, I feel like, probably know a lot about your team, um, but there's always more to learn through conference play. The last game of non-conference play, to come out, put up 17 goals, uh, what did that tell you about where your guys are at this stage of the year about midway through? Well, it tells me we've got a hell of a coaching staff, um, but uh, it's uh, the, the guys have really responded, and, and we got a bunch of goals in the middle of the field, I mean, the, the most unique thing, maybe the most unique thing I've ever seen in a lacrosse game was scoring two-man up goals during a two-minute non-releasable penalty and then two-man down goals during a two-minute non-releasable penalty, which in essence became a big part of the difference in the game. So, um, But exactly what you said, Tyler, we, I mentioned to the team yesterday at practice was that you know, we know who we are now. Um, are we perfect? And not by any stretch, but are we... Uh, when we make a mistake, and this is key in sports, I think, when you make a mistake, if you know what you did wrong, then it's correctable. If you're not sure what you did wrong, then you're, then you're not there yet. So uh, I thought we got a little bit more confident with our shooting. Certainly, you know, Stephen Avery getting seven and, and J.J. Silstrop, you know, finally getting healthy and getting five. And that doesn't hurt. But uh, I think it also, you see, uh, you know, Richie Connell and Noah Manning getting assists, uh, staff doing what staff does and, and, and playing a really good defensive game. Um, 
you know, was our, I think our best overall effort. Those two guys that you mentioned uh, who contribute combined 12 goals and Stephen Avery and JJ Solstrop, um, you know, Stephen Avery is coming off of uh, a performance in which he had just netted his first hat trick and then puts up seven uh, and to have JJ get healthy. Uh, tell me what about Steven's development has been most impressive to you this year and how much of an asset is it having JJ Solstrop being the player that, you know, he can be when he's feeling right. Yeah, well, well, Stephen, it's been uh, it's it's one of those things that happens here at Denver, and uh, you know us, we're, we're not very boastful in, in the things that we do, but one of the things we take great pride in is development of players. You know, you got guys from Tennessee, and you know, guys that from all over the place that um, when they come to Denver, we see something in them. Matt Brown saw something in Steven as a junior in high school. He's got great speed. His, his skills are very simple, yet um, they're very mechanically perfect. And, and so it's just uh, really now is Steven believing in Steven. And so uh, like a lot of our guys, uh, once they hit that point, we saw this with Jack Hanna. We saw this with so many of the guys here who have developed into being great players. Um, when they when that clicks in their head that wow what they're telling me works and wow what they're telling me is is good and so now I just have to go and do it I think that's what happened with Steven now JJ is different JJ we knew was a great player when he came here four years ago and he's and he's lived up to that reputation he's just been banged up and so when he's been healthy he's been able to be really good uh, last year, he, he got so, sort of healthy last year, but was still, uh, you know, a little bit in his head. Um, but, you know, now that he's over this injury, he got in our, you know, our terror, you know, stupid ankle sprain late in the game against Merrimack, uh, you know, um, that's bothersome. You know, he's he's good now. So uh, now we're seeing uh, we're seeing him come out of the woodwork a little bit and, and doing what we know and he knows he can do. Coach, you mentioned uh, that sequence in the second quarter in which you get two man-up goals, uh, then all of a sudden you get uh, whistled for a penalty, A.J. Mercurio goes off, um, that's an unreleasable penalty, and you probably think at that point, well, we just took this big step being able to build on this lead, and now all of a sudden we're going to give all that back, and then you get two man-down goals. Um, that is a, a thing that doesn't happen very often. Uh, additionally, you also had a stretch in which you got three goals from your poles over three and a half minutes. How much, those are such unorthodox things to build momentum, but your guys really seized those opportunities and rode that. Uh, how big were those couple of, uh, of factors in the first half? Again, I think, um, you know, Matt Brown last week really concentrated uh, on our defensive middies, our short sticks and our poles and, and opened gates for them and said, look, if you have something, you got to go. You know, we, um, you know, we, we need to find different ways to create goals, whether it be like JJ's first goals off a ground ball, um, the, the, the four goals that you mentioned, the, the two man up goals, uh, um, and then three long stick goals. It, it's just uh, when you have that mindset that it's okay, and I'm going to take this chance. And then we saw the flip side of it, by the way, and this is what happens in games. Uh, Malik Sparrow gets a great opportunity shoots one and the goalie makes a save. It goes down the other way and their long stick scores. And so, you know, he, it's, uh, you take the good with the bad or the bad with the good when you play like that, but we've got to be continue to be um, opportunistic with whoever 
uh, gets the opportunity and, and got to continue to do that this week. This week, obviously a very big uh, task, and we're going to talk a lot about this Georgetown team and really just the composition of the, the Big East at large uh, as the show goes along today. Uh, but coach, to be able to build on a win like this going into conference play, it's kind of a dumb broadcaster question uh, because the answer is, yeah, it's certainly better than losing. Um, but to get a win like this that leads you into conference play, what does that do for your guys confidence-wise going into this, especially knowing that you draw the odds on favorite uh, in this league and all the preseason conversation in week number one in Big East play to be able to build off of Ohio State and a bye week, how important is that going into Georgetown? Yeah, it's certainly better than losing. But um, <laughs> that's what I would have thought. <laughs> <laughs> now, the, now it's it, it's actually a very good question because one of the things we've we've found here at Denver is is that we, despite what we want to be, despite the fact that. People who know us well know how kind and what sweethearts we are and how gentle we are as coaches. Um, we, we can't be that way around here when things go well. It's, it's the strangest thing I've ever been. And it's been like this for 14 years at Denver, which sometimes is bewildering to the players because human nature is when you do something well, you you feel good about it when you do something poorly you feel poorly about it now we've always reacted well to to a loss or or feeling bad about something but um this is important and, and again another reason why i'm i'm happy that it worked out with the bye week thing because we're not we're not still yeah you know happy happy over over beating ohio state that was two weeks ago and and um and we saw we saw what they did to Rutgers on Sunday, you know, so that was a good, that was a good win. But I think what it does is make our guys and we hope what it does is make our guys just realize how good they can be because there have been spurts this year where we have been as good as anybody in the country. And, and we need to get closer and closer to perfect. If we, if we think we're going to make a run at the end of the year or this Saturday. All right, Coach, uh, before we get into uh, our first break and bring it back to talk Georgetown, let's talk about um, some of that off-week stuff that you got a chance to do, and especially uh, the partnership with Denver City Lacks, going to the Annunciation School, being able to, to work with the kids and, and do all that stuff. Those are really the moments that kind of make a team into a team uh, outside of the field. Um, what was that experience like for your guys this year? It's something that obviously your older guys have a little bit of experience with, but you know the COVID years and all that, everything has looked different. How cool was that for them to be able to share that moment this year i think the most amazing thing about it tyler is you go into these things and you you're always afraid that maybe some of the kids will be self-conscious some of the kids will be oh what are we doing this for some of the kids won't get it some of the kids will be uncomfortable and i can tell you we had 50 guys there and every one of them dove right in they they, each classroom was different. Some broke it up into smaller groups. Others, the guys read to the whole class. Uh, others had discussions about each after they read each page or two and, and talked about things that were deep. Now, it wasn't just a book. This wasn't, this wasn't you, know, uh, um, you know, any Dr. Seuss book where you can kind of laugh at it. This, was, this has got some deep underlying lessons for young people, especially people who are underserved. And, and, and for those kids who 99% of them never saw a lacrosse stick in their life, to buy into lessons about, um, 
you know, uh, about all the things that, that are in that, the, the book, the, the Willis book, uh, was, was really amazing. The discussions that the guys held and the, the quick um, relationships that they formed. And it was just, I can tell you, it's, there's a lot that makes me proud about being the coach at the University of Denver. But these, those moments, when you see your guys dive in and have big hearts and fun, Every one of them had so much fun with little kids and, and then taking the reading groups into the gym and, and showing them what lacrosse was all about. Uh, it'll be a memory that stays with me forever. Well, coach, uh, pretty amazing stuff for, for your group and, uh, and obviously for the kids that they shared that with and um, something that's just very important in this community and, uh, and a really cool story. And we got a lot more to talk about on this week's episode of the Coach Bill Tierney Show from your Front Range Toyota Store Studios and presented by Johnson Financial Group. Back in a moment on 104.3 The Fan HD3. Planning your financial future can be overwhelming and confusing. So let the experts at Johnson Financial Group help guide you to your financial goals. The team at Johnson Financial Group believes in increasing transparency, lowering fees, and striving to achieve better outcomes so you can have a peace of mind when it comes to all of your investing needs. Contact Johnson Financial Group at jfgwealth.net to get started on planning your future. We know that juicy, cheesy, grilled-to-perfection burger sounds amazing, but it does sound like something is missing. Pepsi, baby! The yin to this burger's yang. Burgers and Pepsi go together like, well, like burgers and Pepsi. This perfect blending of flavors makes every bite of lettuce, every sesame seed on the bun, and every sip of that crisp, refreshing, ice-cold cola. A journey to Foodopia. Burgers, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. Dear sports fans, elevate your game to the next level with a Toyota truck. Drive the crowd favorite Tacoma. This versatile playmaker is ready to own the weekend. Choose the tailgating MVP, the Toyota Tundra. This is one vehicle that comes up clutch. Or ride in the adventurous 4Runner, a true champion on and off the road. Come join the team of champions, Toyota Trucks. Visit toyota.com to learn more. Toyota, let's go places. Your Front Range Toyota store is proud to be the exclusive automotive partner of your DU Pioneers. Back on 104.3 The Fan HD3, it's the Coach Bill Tierney Show from your Front Range Toyota Stores Studios and presented by Johnson Financial Group as we talk Denver Pioneers men's lacrosse headed into the conference season. My name is Tyler Mon, along with Pioneers head coach Bill Tierney as DU hits the road for the first time in Big East play here in 2023. The Pioneers and the Georgetown Hoyas coming up on Saturday in the nation's capital, 10 o'clock mountain time. That's the road trip I most miss is that DC trip, which is always a fun one. Uh, and I know Cooper field has changed a lot in Georgetown since uh, our last couple of visits there, but coach uh, it is a place that now plays host to the team that coming into this season uh, was voted as the, the preseason favorites to repeat uh, in the big East conference last year, really impressive year for Kevin Warren squad, 15 and two record a five and zero mark in big East conference play and made it to the NCAA tournament bounced in the first round, but built something coming into this year that people really looked at as a behemoth on the college across landscape. And then right out of the gates, Things were not working out. They started 0-3 uh, and somewhat bafflingly uh, winless through three games. They had played three really good teams, lost on the road to Johns Hopkins, lost at home to Penn and Notre Dame. Uh, Penn team that was in the top 10. Notre Dame was number two at the time. But now Georgetown seems like it is getting 
uh, things figured out. They get a win on the road at a top five Princeton team. Now they've knocked off Richmond, High Point, and Lehigh in their last three games. When you look at this Hoyas team, what stands out about the way this season has gone through seven games, which kind of a downswing to start it and now getting into an upswing? Uh, first of all, you know, Kevin Warren and his staff are phenomenal coaches. You know, we've we've had the short end of the stick against them for a while now, especially in the, in the Big East tournament. But uh, Kevin does a great job. Now you add that, and and I'd say that uh, you know the the portal has has aided uh, Georgetown because it's such a great school. You get a lot of a lot of kids who want to do their grad work, and now that they have that extra year. Um, they've taken advantage of that with some really good, really good players, um, you know, and uh, and so, you know, with that in mind, the other thing was you mentioned earlier, their schedule, you know, uh, I think Kevin would ad admit that maybe it was it was a lot <laughs> at the beginning when you're trying to build culture with uh, I was looking at their roster earlier. They literally are. Um, you know, of their top nine players, I think four or five of them come from other schools. And so it's, it's you got to build that chemistry, you know, uh, you got to build around it and you've got to, you've got to build a, you know, rebuild a culture. They graduated a lot of guys, but they brought in a lot of guys that may be better than the ones they graduated, but they're, they're one and done guys. And so um, building that uh, is now coming, as you mentioned, to fruition. They are, they are the real deal again. And, and uh, you know, um, uh, it's, a, it's one of those teams that uh, is going to, is going to be there, make a run at the end. And uh, we just hope that we are too. When you evaluate the things that have started to come together for them over the last four games and how you guys want a game plan for Georgetown, what are the, the biggest factors with what have made them so successful over the last few weeks? I know uh, two weeks ago, they put up 22 goals against uh, High Point um, and 17 goals last time out. Now they gave up 15, but they still beat Lehigh. Um, what about this team are you most cognizant of as you devise a game plan to go against them? Uh, it's it's about you know it's about their discipline as a team as I mentioned their coaches do a great job, but the individuals a lot of them are different than the ones we played in the past and and you know I think the highlight for them is to see guys uh, who have been main main players for them over the years them make that adjustment and um, you know and take on roles that might be a little different or knowing that they're sleeping giants and they're going to they can come out anytime they've added two or three phenomenal freshmen. They're great at the defensive end. So there's, there's a lot to worry about. And, uh, <clears throat> and, and as you know, we've been counting all year on, on, on staff doing the great job he always does at the faceoff X, that's going to be a big, a big battle with the Riley kids. So um, there's, there's a lot, a lot that could go into the sub stories of this game. And I guess we won't be able to, tell what those are until afterwards, but uh, they, they put out nine or 10 people who every team has to be afraid of. Coach, you are uh, entering this conference season in a big East that really, you know, St. John's obviously has struggled to start this year, but everybody else has played well in stretches uh, and some have played exceedingly well throughout the season. Villanova has won five straight. They're six and one to start the year. Everybody in the league outside of St. John's, has at least four wins so far this season. Uh, Georgetown with a four-game winning streak. For your guys, 
approaching this conference season, what do you think the the identity of the Big East is so far this year? What has contributed to, you know, Marquette with a good start? Providence has got four wins. Now, they've played nine games already, but, you know, four wins uh, by the middle of March is, is a pretty good measuring stick. What has stood out about the conference to this point? Well, certainly, and you mentioned St. John's, and, and they've greatly improved. They've been in every game yeah. at least until the third quarter. And, uh, and so, uh, um, you know, what everybody is doing, uh, you know, new coach at St. John's, new coach at Providence, uh, you know, new, new excitement at, at those places, great coaches at, at the other four. I think that the, the conference itself has kind of been um, – similar the rest of the conference has been similar to our year you know they have everybody has some great wins some wins that if you looked at the first seven eight games you'd say this was a win this was a win this is a win this was might be a loss a loss a loss and and some of those switched roles switched places we certainly are disappointed in in a couple of our the losses that we had and we're certainly thrilled about the couple of the wins that we had i think if you look at marquette you know one week they lose to bellman and next week they beat penn state you know, you mentioned Georgetown before, uh, if they played those first three teams over again, I have a feeling that they might beat all three of them, um, you know, and so, uh, and then Villanova, who was undefeated until yesterday, you know, plays on a Monday afternoon, maybe spring break, I don't know, but they run into a Brown team who just got six players back from a, sus from a suspension, and so they lose to Brown, and I'm sure that's a game they would like to have back, so everybody's had these bad losses in quotes and great wins in quotes. And, you know, Villanova has beaten Penn state. Um, so it's, uh, it's, it's pretty amazing what's going on. It's, it's a kind of a snapshot of each, if you took each team season, you'd say, well, that's what the league looks like. And so I think it's, it's a great competitive league. Um, but now, now what happens is you, you try to beat each team in your, in your conference and then hope, and root for them for the rest of the year. So it's kind of a, a weird situation now. How important is that parity across the the conference landscape? You guys, of course, went in and had a, a win a winning streak uh, through. I think the first twenty seven or twenty eight games uh, you had in regular season play in the Big East. But now all these other programs have come along, and everything in sports is cyclical. Um, you know, teams will be up in in one stage and then down a few years later, or vice versa. But to have those constantly evolving roles um, and ensuring that the conference is always competitive, how important is that for the state of the sport as it exists? It's it's really important, and and for us, obviously, uh, being the uh, second westernmost team in the country, but certainly westernmost in 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 the top top conference, um, it's really unique. And so, uh, everybody's got uh, everybody's got challenges. Everybody, uh, you know, has those ups and downs we talked about. But everyone in our league plays people, you know, some of the other leagues, there's, they might play nine or 10 conference games and, you know, it's not, you know, not overly powerful. So they might play one, one highly ranked team. Everybody in our conference is playing people and, and going after it. And that, I think that helps the landscape of, of the game. And I think it helps the landscape of, of certainly our conference. And what you hope at the end, when, when some tough choices have to be made is that people look at strength of schedule and look at not so much the losses, but, the, but who people beat. And, uh, um, and you just look at the difference between last year and this year, last year, six Ivy league teams get in the tournament this year, 
uh, it's it's not going to be that by far. So uh, it's 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 an interesting thing. It says a lot about our sport. There's so many great kids who can play. Every team has it has at least a handful of really good ones. And so on any given day, uh, you know, anything could happen. Coach, this Georgetown matchup for your guys, especially for your older guys, I would think carries with it uh, a little bit different energy because uh, you start this all-time series with wins in the first six meetings uh, between the Pioneers and the Hoyas. And since then, the losses have been have been tough ones. Three of them in Big East finals, um, one of them in overtime on the road in 2021 in Washington, D.C. Um, this is a game that carries with it a lot. What do your older guys feel about it? Is there a different sort of vibe uh, this week getting set for this one? Obviously, as coaches, you want them to keep that same track, the same mentality, not get too high or too low. But, you know, athletes are going to draw uh, different energy and different inspiration from different matchups. What does this week mean to those guys? Well, these certainly it's it's special. It's a special week. We know Georgetown's not only the ones who have taken our spot at the top of the league when it comes to preseason stuff and end of season stuff lately. Um, but also just for the overall look of the league, as we just mentioned, uh, you know, throughout the country, Georgetown and uh, all of us have been really good reps for that. So the, the, the Georgetown game is special. It's always been special. Last year, they took it to us on the same field where three years ago, we took it to them. And, and so it, it, the ups and downs of it makes it crazy. But I know the kids, they have great respect for Georgetown and we do as well. Um, and I think that goes hand in hand uh, with both teams, but this is, this is one that gets circled and, and one that, you know, if you're going to have a good run at the end, you, you got to have at least one good result against Georgetown. Uh, if you, if you end up playing them twice. Well, this is going to be a fun week uh, for Pioneers Lacrosse, for Big East Conference Lacrosse, coming up on Saturday, 10 a.m. face-off between the Pioneers and the Georgetown Hoyas. You can follow all of that action, of course, uh, at DenverPioneers.com. Uh, this is going to be uh, an interesting one, and the next few weeks in conference play, very much the same, and can't wait to get to it. The head coach of the Pioneers, Bill Tierney, coach, uh, thanks. I'll finally get a chance to see you out there next week, uh, and good luck this weekend at Georgetown. Thanks, Tyler. Wrapping up this week's episode of the Coach Bill Tierney Show from your Front Range Toyota Store Studios, presented by Johnson Financial Group, Denver and Georgetown, this Saturday at 10. And we'll talk to you next time on 104.3 The Fan HD3.